Welcome in to the Sideline Sports Show. Ben and Tim here with you on this lovely Thursday night. Tim, it's Friday Eve, my friend. How are you doing? You know, I'm hanging in there, man. I talked to you with you a little bit before, Eric. You know, just kind of trying to get to the weekend where we can rest and we can kind of do what we need to do on the weekends and, and enjoy conference basketball games. You know, we've got a lot of conference tournaments that are going to be starting. Some have already even started already. So just looking forward to those, but I'm just trying to get to the weekend so I can get a little sleep, man. You know, it's, it's you know, and all the same goes like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm tired, but I'll sleep when I'm dead. So that, that will be true, Tim. That will be true. All right. Well, we got to do a little bit of uh breaking news. Uh, but first, uh, let, let's go ahead and just address this comment first before we even kick off the show, Tim. Uh, it says Ben is wearing a hat with an A on it. Roll Tide. First off, they don't understand that the Alabama A has a mullet on it. So uh, we're th- this is not a mullet on top. So uh, we, we got to clarify uh, that it is not an Alabama hat. It's an Atlanta Braves, and we parted like it was 1995 uh, back in November. So we're good. We've covered that base. All right. And you would think Cody you know knows with everything that he does. So with the Braves. Exactly. So. You think. But the thing is, is we we got to cover one more base, Tim. We we covered first base, but now we we got to cover all the rest of them. As the MLB can't even make an agreement with the players' association, and it looks like Rob Manfred has came out and he's already said that the MLB will postpone the first two opening series for all teams in the MLB. Tim, what's your initial thoughts on it? I mean, are we just trying to kill the game of baseball here? I mean, we baseball had already gained so much momentum because honestly, the, the postseason this past year, well, I mean, it wasn't like 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 anything close to like what the NFL was, but still, it was great. It was fun to watch. Um, you you your audience, uh, your viewership was up. I mean, everything people were starting to get excited for baseball and everything, and then you have this. You have something just, and people would like to use the term billionaires versus millionaires. But it almost like it's like these two sides are are, diff, are not agreeing on a couple million dollars here and there. I mean, there's just there's bad blood between teams. I mean, each side coming out and saying something that the other side is saying, no, that was never said, or we never said that. It's just like somebody's lying. You know, he can't. He this can't be true, and this can't be true. So, somewhere, one's telling the truth, one's telling the lie, or maybe both are lying. Who knows? I mean. These guys have had have had bad blood ever since the '90s as well, back when the lockout in '94 happened. So there's just never been that trust between these teams. I mean, you look at the thing. I remember, I believe it was the NFL, and they had a, a collective bargaining agreement coming up, and they got together and they said, "You know what? We're going to do this way in advance." Baseball waited till the new year when when it was right around the corner. They knew this was coming. They had a couple months to prepare, and they finally came to the table. I mean, they they would go days, weeks, even one a month. I think one time in between talks, it's like, guys, why are you letting this happen? Like, why are you going so far out and and and, and meetings? You guys need to be doing what you were doing this past week, way more often. I mean, like, at least a couple of meetings a week. Bear down, figure this thing out because we all want baseball. Players want to play. Right. I mean, of course, billionaires are going to make their money. I mean. Just, just come on. We all want this to happen, and so now you're taking a big fat L in terms of you're going to lose the first two series. I mean, that's not going to sit well with baseball fans. I mean, there's a lot of people already calling. It's like, hey, you guys aren't. We aren't happy. We need to let Major League Baseball know we this is. And I, 
I don't think this they're going to be. I don't think there's going to be a good side of this. I think that they're going to see a lot of fans turn away from Major League Baseball, especially if it, this continues and there's more games canceled. It's just it is so frustrating because it's a game Ben, you and I both love. I mean, I played I played for 15 years, man. I I, I love I love the sport. I love watching the game, especially these guys at a who can do their craft at a high high level. It is so much fun. You have your memories that you go to the ballpark. Those will be taken away the first two weekends, the, f- the first two games, series. It's just it's, – it's highly disappointing. It's like, guys, what is going on? And, they, and they're led by that clown show Rob Manford that nobody in really baseball really likes. But, and he's talking about we as in terms of the owners. It's like, dude, look, I understand you work for the owners. But at the same time, you're supposed to be commissioner of baseball. You're supposed to kind of merge these things together. You're the one that's supposed to be leading. And you're using the attitude of we with the owners – I don't know. There's there's just a whole other mess going on right now with baseball, and I it's disgusting to see that all this and a few million dollars may be in the way of us seeing baseball anytime soon at the major league level. So it's highly disappointing. It is disappointing for sure, especially, I mean, more than anybody, I think it's the fans. It's because really the fans kind of anticipating the season, especially if you're an Atlanta Braves fan, because – You've been wanting to see, hey, are the Braves going to re-sign Freddie Freeman? Hey, are they going to get back on track? Is Acuna going to come back healthy and strong? You know, there there's a highly anticipated season for a lot of these teams, especially if you have a really good farm system because you want those guys to get reps. And luckily, this won't affect those minor league teams. So, like, p- people like for the Braves affiliates, because I'm a Braves fan, you know, people like the Gwinnett Stripers, uh, people for Boston, like the Greenville Drive up in your area, you know, mm-hmm. won't really be affected – uh, as much as some other people, but I think the one thing that will stand out the most will be, you know, these major league players because now they're not getting paid, they're not getting uh, any kind of contract, they're not really, and nothing's really happening for them. So it will be majorly affecting people like them. So uh, it, it will be really interesting to see how the conversations continue between the Players Association and Rob Manfred. Who knows when this thing will get done? I mean, it could be. You know, back in 94, the World Series didn't even happen because they couldn't come to an agreement. I hope that's not as long as we're going to take. But, you know, that honestly, unfortunately, may be the way that it looks Mm -hmm. where I hope that it's not going to miss a full season because they can't agree on one thing or another. So it'll be really interesting to see how these conversations continue uh, for the major league owners and the major league players. they're going to have to cave eventually, the players are. I mean, yeah. eventually play, players play. You're going to have to cave eventually. And yeah. I hate to form because I understand that they're, they're trying to get uh, things for minor leaguers and stuff as well. And I, I don't know exactly what in terms of Emily's willing to part with there. But eventually you're going to have to cave because owners, they're, they're fine. They're going, they're, they're going to have their money. They're going to have their billions of dollars. They're going to be good. Players, I mean – Couple hundred, uh, you know, playing for a few million versus getting zero, I mean, that's eventually going to speak, and money speaks, and eventually they're going to have to agree on something. Even if it's, man, it's just something to get us through the year. I know in other sports, NBA, NFL has especially done it. They've done the CBAs to where they'll put a temporary stay on it and for like a year, and that'll, spend, that'll extend it to another year, and then eventually they'll, they'll give themselves more time. Baseball just seems to push it off without doing anything about it and then putting pressure on the other side to try to get a deal done. It's like, guys, come together, figure this thing out, and let's go so we can get a move on. We, we, I mean, we should be in spring training games right now, getting excited, gearing all the excitement up for opening day. I mean, Braves are looking to try to 
um, as you were talking about earlier, repeat and defend their title. Uh, so I don't know. This is so much things we need to be worrying about right now that in, in a good way that we're not getting to worry about or talk about just because these guys negotiate. I mean, in terms of money, it's just it, the whole thing is just it's almost ruining a sport. It, it is just these two sides. I mean, baseball has been the third popular sport. It was growing. I mean, it was getting close, if I'm not mistaken, at some point to NBA numbers, like in, in terms of regular season type. So it was growing. It was doing a good job. You were having a lot of star players coming up. I mean, you have Ronald Cooney. You have your, uh, you have your uh, player on the Dodgers. You, you have Corey Seager. You ha- you have all those guys that they were, they were uh, playing really good, becoming stars. I mean, uh, put. Uh, Posey retired recently, so I mean, like you, you like, but you had a lot of star players. I mean, you have across the board. Everywhere's going, everybody's going everywhere. Money's being distributed everywhere. It was like, okay, this is going to be great. We're going to have a lot of, you know, things to talk about. But you know, we're stuck here talking about money. So it's yeah. like, okay, guys, you know what? If you guys can't come away with a deal, and we're going to lose out on games, MLB, kiss my backside. I'm done. I'm gone. This is ridiculous. People want to escape reality when it comes to sports, and when you talk about money. And it's especially with everything we have going on here. I don't mean political anything, but we have a lot of problems in our society today. People trying to find um, jobs, people trying to find housing, and because the housing markets and a lot of markets are crazy right now. And they come to baseball to experience a distraction from that. And guess what? They're talking about money. They're talking about reason. Oh, I don't want to play. I want to play for two hundred and seventy million versus two hundred and fifty or whatever it is. I don't know the exact numbers. It's in just different areas. We are unified and trying to do this. It's like, look, guys, I understand that. That's great, but we have got to, to play baseball. Like you guys have got to figure it out somehow, some way. Some side is going to have to cave, and unfortunately, it seems like it'd be the players, just because the owners are like, "There's no season or not. We're still good." We're fine. So yeah, that, that's where the problem is. It's two sides that don't want to compromise. Yeah. I mean, the owners are getting paid either way. But uh, real quick, uh, just to talk about this, do you think Derek Jeter, uh, I just, you know, you saw in the news mm-hmm. this past week, he has stepped down as the CEO um, and president of the Marlins. Um, do you think that had to play a role in it as a factor because of him being a former player? He kind of may understand where the players are coming from. Uh, do you think that could be a part of why he stepped down at the Marlins uh, association? I mean, obviously could. I mean, th- there may be some other factor that we don't know about. I didn't see exactly if he gave a reason as to why he stepped down and ch- chose to do that. There was uh, a, l- a little bit to it. and He said that this was not the same organization's direction as it was four or five years ago when he stepped in this role. And that was really all the clarity that we got from it. Um, well, yeah, so, I mean, Derek Jeter, you, you got rid of all your good players. I mean, what yeah, do you expect? That's yeah, that's true. So, so I, I, don't, I, I think it may, may, could have something to do with it. And there is be something that he maybe had in a disagreement and, and just got overruled on. I don't, I don't know what the deal is, but yeah. Yeah, he's out. Yeah. All right, so we're not even going to take a break. We're just going to stay right here. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about women's hoops. We haven't talked a lot about women's college hoops uh, at all this season. Obviously, I've been to a couple games, uh, a lot of great games I've been to this year. Um, But uh, we're going to kind of go through and just kind of pick some of the conference champions who we predict in our mind uh, who will probably make a run 
in each conference, and we're not going to go through every conference because there's like 32 of them, and, and we we don't have all the time all day for that. But we I don't do, think y'all care about the champion of the like the American East Conference has been yeah, talk, like, talked about yeah, earlier. True, so true. like the top seed of that is Maine. Like uh, I I don't think anybody on here is going to be like, how dare you not talk about Maine? Like you know, uh, you know, I, I don't think we're going to get any backlash for that. So uh, we're going to go through like the common known um, major conferences. Uh, that will probably make a good enough run within the women's hoops tournament and March Madness and the men's tournament after we come back uh, after this break. But right now we're going to focus on women's. So let's go ahead. The A-Sun Conference, Tim, uh, I'll go with mine. I think the two best teams in this conference, if you look record-wise, uh, at 26-3 and three and 26-2 and two is Florida Gulf Coast and Liberty. And I think that this is going to be between them two um, Jacksonville State has six, but I mean, you just look. I mean, I, you got to go with either Liberty or Florida Gulf Coast, and you know what? I'm going to go with Florida Gulf Coast on this one. 15 and one in conference, they've looked really well on the women's side. Uh, so give me Florida Gulf Coast uh, to win the A Sun Conference in the women's side. I'm, I'm going to take Liberty. I just I'm, I, I like what I see from that program time and time again, and a few times that, that they cross paths with me. They, they play solid basketball. They, they usually play a decent non-conference, and they're always just strong. They look, they look confident with the ball, and they, they can score it flat out. They can definitely score it. So I think I'd give them the edge in the A-Sun. Okay. All right, American Athletic Conference. Uh, you got UCF at 14-1 and one in conference, 22-3 and three overall. And then the second seed in that conference will be USF as they are 22 and 7, uh, 12 and 3 in conference play. I'm going to go UCF. They have only lost one conference game. They've looked dominant in the women's side. They're not, they haven't been ranked, granted. Uh, they've struggled a little bit on the road. They're 9 and 2 on the road, but they're 11 and 1 at home. And I know that's not going to be like that in the conference play, but right now they're on a 10 game win streak. Uh, so you know what, but the thing is, is I think when they make it into the March Madness tournament, I don't think they'll make it far because when they play against an AP, uh, opponent, they're one and two. So, uh, but I still think they're dominant within their conference. So give me the Knights down there at UCF. It, it, it's amazing what you can do when UConn finally leaves your conference, right? I yeah, mean, it goes true. back to the big East kind of opens things up. You know, South Florida was the biggest competitor to UConn in there. And if I can say that, it, UConn never lost a game in the AAC. But uh, um, South Florida gave them a couple runs, that, and I say runs, that within like 15 points, which with UConn, that is a run. Um, but, you know, and I think that they could challenge UCF up there, but I, I, like you said, I, I like UCF too much. And I think they're you got to ride the hot hand. And then one 10 in a row, 10 in a row speaks for itself. Yeah. Now, this is the most dominant, and I, I'd i love for somebody to try to argue this with me, the most dominant conference this year within all of the women's college basketball is the ACC, hands down. You look down, one, two, three, four, five, six teams are ranked, and you can make an argument for a little bit more, but this is just a competitive conference from very top to the very bottom. Um, as much as... I want to pick another team. Can't be biased because you know teams in the ACC, teams in the ACC. But I'm going to go with North Carolina State. I mean, they have been so productive. They've been 26 and three over the year, 17 and one in conference play. That's a that's a very high accomplishment. They're on a seven game win streak. 
they got a lot going for them. I mean, they really do. And I think that they can be very, very successful. And I don't know where Tim went, but it's okay. Um, but you look down, I mean, Louisville's going to be a great team. Notre Dame's going to be a great team. UNC could make an argument. Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech can make a fight for it. Because um, this conference is just stacked from top to bottom. And then the teams under Georgia Tech, 10 and 8, are all Boston College, Miami, Florida State. So a lot of... Uh, Choices to be made there uh, within the ACC. So you know what, I'm, I'm Tim. I, I'm going to go. I'm probably going to go NC State. As much as I want to pick Georgia Tech to win the conference, I think they'll make a great run. I think they could make it even to the semifinal and even potentially the final because they had a hot start to begin. Uh, kind of fell off the tracks a little bit, but you know what, they put up a tough game against NC State. They almost beat Louisville. They've beat Notre Dame. They beat UNC. They struggled against Virginia Tech the last time they played them, but you know what? I think this team's back on the rise, but, uh, you know, NC State's just been too hot, and they can't be stopped, and I'm going to take NC State to win the ACC. Now you have your top teams. Um, NC State obviously being the hot hand. You just talked about them. Louisville, I mean, you can never count them out. I mean, did you see the other night? They were up. I forget who, who it was. I think it was Notre Dame. They were up 45-4 to at one point. I mean, Louisville, you can't count them out. Um, Georgia Tech, your team, been has been solid at times. Um, and it's been solid from a good majority of the year. Beat UConn earlier in the year. So, I mean, you can't yeah. count them out. I, I like Virginia Tech. that they, they played today. They took down Clemson by, uh, by 22. I, I think I like them. I think they have a chance to make a, a, an, um, an upset, maybe even two upsets to get, to get the, to the final or so. But like you said, man, NC State's too dominant. And I think it's going to be NC State and Louisville in the ACC title again. And I think it'll be close, man. I think it will, but I think NC State will ultimately pull it out. All right, Big 12. You got Baylor State up at the top, Oklahoma, Texas. Um, you know what? I, I like the Baylor Bears, Tim. 24-5 uh, and five on the year, 14-3 and three in conference. I mean, they just look good. I mean, 13-1 and one at home. I think that was the biggest one that stood out to me is that they have been consistent on the road. Uh, and they're only eight and three on the road, so I mean that's not bad either. And they're on a nine-game win streak, so and they're four wow. and four against AP top twenty-five opponents. So I, I think this team could be really, really competitive, Tim. But I think the other team that probably would I would make an argument for would be Texas. I mean, really, they're twelve and five. Yeah, hey, uh, I was about to go to them next, man. I was about to say yeah. Texas looks looks pretty strong up recently, so I wouldn't count them out either. So. But I mean, Baylor usually kind of runs the Big Twelve. But exactly, that's that's my fear. So yeah. So and you you got Texas in? Are you going to pick the upset in the Big Twelve? I think I, you know. Here's my upset pick. I think I'm going to go with Texas up up in the okay. Big Twelve. All right. Do we even need to have a conversation about the Big East, or are we just going to both agree on UConn? Yeah, UConn. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think Marquette, DePaul. <laughs> I don't know. There ain't no one really going to challenge them. Sorry. That's right. All right, Big Ten. Uh, you got Ohio State, Iowa, Michigan, Maryland, and Indiana all ranked in the top 15, Tim. Literally, they go from 10 wow. to 14. All of them are ranked. Um, and they're all basically have four or five losses within the conference. Uh, 14 wins for Ohio State and Iowa. You got 13 wins for Michigan and Maryland. And then you got 11 and five for the Indiana Hoosiers. So, Tim, is it kind of like a toss-up, just flip a coin and boom, that's who wins the conference? Or Yeah. And who, 
Who's that? Who's that cat that that can shoot the ball from anywhere on the floor for Iowa? Who is that? Like, I mean, um, I, I she is amazing. I, I can't remember yeah, her name. If, if if you let her get hot, man, the Iowa can, will beat you and will run you out of the yeah. gym. And I'm putting my 50. bank account on that. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't be surprised. Man, the way she just walks down the court and then chucks it and swishes it three fourths the time, I would not be surprised. And yeah. they let her have the freedom to do that. If you let her get hot, man. I think that'll be a big, big um, boost for them. And I think that's what happened. So that's why I'm, I'm going to go Iowa. You know, I picked Iowa to win the Big Ten in football. And, and then I, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick them to win in women's basketball. And just there so you know, go. I was wrong the first time. I was close, but I was wrong. Yeah, you were close, but unfortunately wrong. Uh, you know what, Tim? I, I, I'm honestly going to agree with you because of the fact of when you have somebody that can shoot the ball like that, especially late in the game and you're down maybe three or four, you know, that's a person you're going to turn to. And I really think that she'll be the person that they turn to uh, in order for them to get a huge win. So, you know what? I'm going to take the Hawkeyes as well. All right, let's keep going down this list here, find a decent conference to talk about. Um, not no offense to the rest of them. I'm just trying to find good conference. Your your conference discriminating. So, uh, yeah, your so conference right. discriminating. Uh, let's go to the Ohio Valley Conference, Tim. Uh, with people like Belmont, uh, Tennessee Tech, and Murray State in the women's Belmont, sixteen and two, uh, twelve, uh, twenty and seven overall. Then you got Tennessee Tech. They're fourteen and four in conference, nineteen and nine, and then thirteen and five. And then twenty-one and eight overall. Um, for me, it's a coin flip, you know, <laughs> between them and uh, Belmont and Murray State. I, I'm gonna go and I'll, I'll pick Belmont because that was the team you read first. To be honest, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go Belmont too. I mean, I, I think just the stat line shows you that. that I mean, they've played better mm-hmm. um, against yeah, twenty-seven overall. So joke against AP opponents are zero two, but right now they're on a ten-game win streak. And I think that's just going to continue all the way into the conference tournament. Um, so give me them. All right, let's go to the SEC team because this this is another stacked uh, conference. You got South Carolina, LSU, Tennessee, Florida, Georgia, uh, even Ole Miss is in there. They're not ranked, but they should be honestly. Um, you know what? I, I don't know why. You just can't doubt South Carolina. You never can in women's hoops. Um, Twenty-seven and one overall. One loss in conference play, I, I just a fifteen game winning streak, I'm eleven and zero against AP opponents. That tells me right there all you need to know. I mean, yeah. So give me the Gamecocks. I, I don't. I'm, there's no other person, I, other team I'd pick. Yeah, Don Staley's kind of had this conference unlocked ever since she's really gotten everything going there in Columbia. So I mean, there's no other way. I mean, like you said, one loss in the year. These 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 cats are dominant. I mean, these are, these are going to be one of the favorites going into March Madness, if not the favorite, to win the NCAA Women's Tournament. So, i am got to go with the Gamecocks here. It, it'd almost be criminal if you don't cho- choose Carolina here, just because That's of true. everything in front of you. They've run, won it, what, how many years in a row now? I mean... Uh, you lost count. I mean, it's I mean, more than probably their win streak that's right now. So, right. I mean, right. I mean, yeah, you, you got to go with the Gamecocks, man. got to go with them. Yeah. Let's go with your SoCon conference, Tim. Mercer, Wofford, and Furman lead this uh, conference. Uh, 1-6, 13-1 and one in conference play. Wofford over here with 17-12 and 12 record. 13, uh, excuse me, 11-3 in conference. And then Furman, 17-11, and 
10 and four in conference. Tim, who's your favorite for this one? You know, I'd pick between Mercer and uh, Furman here. And it, it, Furman, if they can get to the final, they have a chance against Mercer. They do. Um, I don't know what, what the seeding turned out to be. I believe that they wouldn't meet to the final. But if they can get past Wofford, they could beat Mercer because they did it earlier this year. That Furman handed Mercer their only loss of the year um, on the road. For, you know, couldn't beat them at home, but they beat them on the road at Mercer. So, I mean, they've shown they have the ability to beat them. You know, in a conference that hadn't been great this year, if we're being quite honest with you, because some of those records in the conference were whew, not very good. Like I saw, like I think two and twenty in one of them. I mean, just overall a weak conference. But in the top um, echelon of this conference, you saw a lot of competition. Uh, but again, you got to see Furman get past Wofford because I believe that that they were swept in the season series by Wofford. Furman was so you got to get past them. Uh, and you have a shot against Mercer. And I, I look forward to that game because I feel like that game between Furman or Mercer or Mercer and Wofford or vice versa would be absolutely excellent. It would, it would be a tune-in game for sure just to see how that would play. Because Mercer over the years has been dominant in that conference, and they've been the team that represents the SOCON in uh, NCAA tournament. So it would be interesting to see if anyone can up, upstage them. So, And for Furman was the only team that actually beat them this year. So see if they can do it in the tournament. You know what, Tim? I'm just going to stick with my Georgia team because I believe in them. Let's go Mercer. Uh, they're making yeah, it happen, right? They're making it happen. That's right, Tim. There you go. Uh, but I, I, I you just look at the record. I mean, none of them have really paid, have played any AP opponents, which kind of fears any team kind of going into the March Madness tournament. But I I, I don't think records kind of matter when you go into March Madness because it's just True. crazy anyway. But, you know, I, I think that they're a good team. I think they'll put up a good fight. But it's like you said, you flip-flop Furman or Wofford in there against them, I mean, there's a good chance that they're going to go down. They've played them close both times that they've played either Wofford or even Furman. And as you mentioned, their only conference loss was to Furman on the, at home. So, I mean, it will be a great game either way. So, that's all the women's hoops that we're going to predict, Tim. Tim, any uh, champion or do you want to wait on that, Tim? Do you want to wait on just declaring a champion, or do you want to just go ahead and pick one? Ooh. I'll wait on that one. I want, I want to see. I want to see okay. Okay. Yeah. what um what each team gives in the conference championship. That's okay. Right. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, we'll cover that another time. All right, so we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we'll go over the men's hoops, college hoops. Unfortunately, my Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets are not doing great, so we're not gonna talk about them. Uh, but we'll talk about <laughs> the ACC and a lot more when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back into the Sideline Sports Show. Ben and Tim with you. Um, so we finished – we've covered women's basketball. Um, men's basketball, they're going to finish – there's some final games this weekend for the major conferences. and But then also some mid-majors that are going this week, Ben. And, you know, first off, I really want to cover is the Ohio Valley Conference men. I mean, yeah. Belmont, Murray State, who's ranked in the top 20 right now. Uh, and there was one more team in there. I can't remember which team that was. That That's um, – competing with them, but those three teams, I don't know if you can help me with that. 
say it's Moorhead State. I want to say that's it. Moorhead Thank you. Yeah, more, yeah, it is Moorhead State, who's been a problem for Belmont there, and Belmont was the heavy heavy favorite in there because I think they're it's maybe their last year in Ohio Valley. So, and they were yeah. predicted to kind of run away with it, but Murray State said not so fast, my friend. And they've dominated that league. I think they finished completely undefeated in that conference this year. And That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, they're definitely the heavy favorites in there. If you can get Murray State and Belmont in the final, I'm watching that. I don't care what I'm doing. I'm finding a way to my couch to sit in front of it and watch that game because that game would be electric. Belmont, absolutely fantastic team. Uh, they're going to have to play that game at Murray State, obviously, since they went undefeated in the conference and actually dominated Belmont this year too. So, uh, you would hope that it would be a good game, but I mean, I, one can make an argument. Murray State's probably in the in the big dance, whether they win the conference tournament or not. So yeah. I mean, if, if they win the conference tournament, they'd get a much better seed. They'd probably honestly go up to about an, they they could be looking at a nine seed if I had to guess. Yeah. If they if they win their conference tournaments, so yeah, I could definitely see that happen. C- kind of similar to what Wofford did when they went undefeated to SoCon a few, several years ago, and gave Kentucky a run for their money. So yeah, um, I'm lo- looking forward to that one as well. Yeah, I think when you look at Murray State, you know, Ja Morant was probably the face of Murray State and probably will be the face of Murray State for years to come. Oh, yeah. But you look right now, 28-2 and two on the whole entire year. Uh, they only played one AP opponent, and that was the, one of their only losses. I, I can't tell you who it was. Got to go back and look Auburn. later on. But Auburn. Uh, but you got to look. They're on an 18-game win streak, Tim. 18 games. That means since they've started conference play, which – means 18 games ago. They've won every single game since. So that means they have literally just swept this whole entire conference schedule like it looked like it was a joke. I mean, it really did. But like you said, don't count Belmont out because they're, they're a really good team. They're 25-6 and six on the year, 15-3 and three overall in conference. They're going to be a tough team to compete with. So uh, I think this is going to be two great teams in this Ohio Valley Conference. But you know what? I'm going to give the edge to Murray State. Um, just because they, they look like the better team and they've handled their business within the conference. So I'm not really worried about them kind of losing things. But you never know. It's March, and things get crazy in March. So you never know, Tim. You just never know. You never know. But you, you definitely you got to favor the um, Murray State here. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, All right. Uh, let's start with the A-Sun Conference. Uh, Liberty and Jacksonville State, probably the two favorites coming out of this one. Uh, yeah. Liberty, 21 and 10, 12 and 4 overall. And then you got Jacksonville State, 20 and 9, 13 and 3 in conference play. Tim, uh, do you have a favorite for this one? You know, Liberty has been that team that has just dominated ever since they went to the A Sun. They've gotten in the tournament. They've won their, um, they beat Mississippi State one year, a couple, couple years ago, um, yeah, in the first round of the game. I mean, looked really good doing it, uh, competing in the second round. Um, kind of lost it a little bit last year that they didn't look as good, but I mean, they weren't terrible or anything, but I mean, they, they've been known to go, you know, they're no strangers to Marsh Madness. This year, man, Jacksonville State went to Liberty and put it to the Flames. I mean, they put it to them. So I, and because of that, man, I've got to favor Jacksonville State here. I mean, I think it's going to be a little bit different if those two teams meet. I think it'll be a little bit closer than what had happened um, at Liberty about a month or so ago. But uh, I got to go with Jacksonville State just because of what I saw. I love to go off the eye test. What I see and what I saw in that game at Jacksonville State just took it to the flame. So I got to put them as the favorite in this one, even though even though Liberty's been the team that's been in the the, uh, 
team up top, the team that's just been far and away the best. Yeah, uh, and then you get Bellerman in there. Be- Bellerman in there, a, a recent team that two years ago was was D two. Uh, they've come into right. to D one and they've been clicking on on the cylinders. Almost would have been eligible for NCAA tournament had they won it, but then again they weren't because of a stupid NCAA rule. Uh, but uh, you got to watch out for them as well. Yeah, you know, Tim, I I'm gonna go with Liberty still. I, I think you know the Flames have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit off to a rough going here in conference play uh, with four losses. Obviously, uh, they lost their not their last game, but the game before that. I can't say who it was to. Um, but you know they, they've been off to kind of a a little bit of rough conference play. But you know I, I think twelve and four finishing that overall, um, and they'll probably finish at thirteen and four overall. Uh, I I think Jacksonville State will give them a run for their money. Don't no doubt for sure. But I'm going to go with the Flames in the upset. So as much as I would love to pick Jacksonville State, uh, I think they're a great team. But I'm going to go with Liberty. All right, the American Athletic Conference, Tim. I I think this is really up to three teams, Tim. It's got Houston, SMU, and Memphis. And here's why. Tw- uh, let's start with Memphis first. Their little resume. Uh, 25 and four, 14 and two in conference play. Then you got SMU, 20 and seven, 11 and four in conference play, and then Memphis at 17 and nine, 11 and five in conference play. And the two losses that Houston has to him is to SMU and Houston. So it's not like it's mm. no, uh, uh, you know, it's not like it's an up in the air kind of thing where they just lost to like you know Wichita State or something. Uh, you know, as a team that I wanted to pick earlier in the year, but now they've kind of fallen down to an awful record. But I think these three teams compete, and I, I'll, I'm really kind of just like flipping a coin here and saying, oh, this team will win. Um, but give me the Mustangs at SMU. I, I'll flip the coin and just say SMU because all these teams are really good, and I think that this is going to be a tough coin toss. I mean, pretty much. Right. I mean, for me, it's, it comes down to Houston's been the, the dominant team in that conference. Yeah. And to me, it, it, until they are dethroned, I, I, I got to go with them. And I like SMU. They're a very good team. Memphis, uh, Coach Penny Hardaway, you always got to uh, keep an eye on that as well. So I, I, they're going to be very well coached. And this cause, this one could be a, um, an eye to keep, you know, keep your eye on just because it could be very entertaining, especially once towards we get to the semifinals and finals of this one. But until they are dethroned, you have got to go with Houston, in my opinion. Okay. Atlantic 10 Conference, Tim. The only reason I'm bringing this one up is because it's got Davidson, VCU, and Dayton as all three teams trying to make it into this March Madness. Um, Do you need stats, Tim, or do you already know? Uh, Between those three teams, yeah, I I feel like I definitely want to go with Davidson. Uh, At one point, they were in the top 25 this year. Uh, shooting the ball incredibly well, and they, if they win this tournament and, and they're able, and they, they, I think they can make a run in March Madness. I think this yeah. is a team that, especially if you catch them on the wrong night, man, you are in trouble. So, mm-hmm. I, I think they will be too much in this A10 tournament. I'm gonna actually go different, Tim. I'm gonna go VCU. Here's why: they're 21 and seven on the year, 14 and three in conference play. Uh, one of those losses was to Davidson. Don't get me wrong, but they're on an eight-game win streak, and they've played a lot more AP top twenty-five teams this year than any other team within the conference. So, I think that will speak a little bit more volume. I know the record wasn't great against those AP; it was one and two, but they've played more of those teams that are competitive, 
and I think I'll form and this eight-game win streak continues. So give me VCU to win the Atlantic 10 Conference. All right, Tim, uh, I feel like for me this is a no-brainer. ACC, uh, I, I'm just going to go ahead and I don't even need to give you the stats. I'm going to say Duke because to me I don't – I don't feel like another team stands out more than Duke. I, I just don't. I, this is not one of those years where I say, oh, yeah, this team is really competitive. I mean, and you, you make some good points. There. Like, and you're right. This team is is really good. But they also had their moments, man. I mean, they had sure. a, a very below average, uh, the middle lower pack Clemson team at, at, uh, at home, by the way. And Clemson was right there with them. Only lost by, I think, two points. I mean – like, I, I even remember looking on social media, Duke fans saying, man, we made Clemson look like a AP top 25 team tonight. And he, they had moments like that. They had stretches like that. And, you know, of course, Coach K, being Coach K, cleaned those things up and had them back and looking like Duke basketball, like the ones we thought they were with all their top recruits that they brought in last year. So it's just a matter of, in terms of the ACC tournament, is there a bad night? Do they do they have an off night? Um, because they don't – they have good players. Don't get me wrong, but – these guys are young. I mean, they're they're very very young, fresh out of high school, and going into ACC tournament, it could be a little bit. You know, bright's too light. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. It just depends on the night. You know, and they could run into a team like Wake Forest. Wake Forest, who has thirteen right. wins most in ACC, most in ACC since two thousand four season, I believe. So you got to watch out for them. Miami's a dangerous team. I mean, they they've had a couple losses this year. So that were uh, by one one of those points. Virginia is always a tough matchup. That they they were struggling to begin with things this year, but they've seemed to seemingly picked it up in ACC play. Um, so yeah, but as as of that moment, you got to go with Duke. I mean, it's Coach K's final year. I mean, what better way to send him out than with an ACC tournament title and chance to go to the uh, NCAA tournament and win a title there? So until yeah. until they lose, you got to go Duke. Big Twelve: Sam Baylor, Kansas, Texas Tech. And Texas are all three of the, uh, or all four of those big teams over there in the Big Twelve. You know, I, I think the, there's a lot of teams that are gonna, uh, these four teams really are going to put up a fight um, to win this conference, and I, I really think all four of them make the semifinal. I, I really do. Uh, but who's it going to be against? I'm going to say it's against Baylor and Texas Tech, and I think Baylor gets the win here, Tim. See, I love that Texas Tech pick. I actually think it's going to be Kansas-Texas Tech, but with Texas Tech winning it, just because, man, those guys are motivated. They had their head coach yeah. leave for Texas. And how great would that be if we got that, like, in a quarterfinal, Texas and Texas Tech in the Big 12 yeah. quarter, like, you know, tournament? I'd, I'd sign up for that. I'd watch that. I mean, that would be absolutely fantastic. Grab your popcorn. Here we go. Let's go. So, yeah. I, I, I love Texas Tech, man. I love the way that they play basketball. I love it. They're just tough. They're gritty. I believe they went on the road and beat Baylor this year. Like when, when Baylor yeah, seemingly exactly. w was unbeatable, especially at home, and they went there and they beat them. So I love this Texas Tech team. I love everything that they bring to the table, and I think that they're going to win the Big Twelve. Okay, Big East Conference. You got Providence, Villanova, Creighton, and uh, UConn, and you could maybe throw Marquette in there. I'm I'm not going to though. Uh, you have a clear favorite for that one, Tim. I'm kind of leaning towards Providence on this one. Okay. You know, the Friars. You know, I, I, again, I love the way they're basketball. They are always well coached and team. Uh, and But, man, the Big East is just like you, you, you can throw a dot on, on a board and say, okay, that team will win. So <laughs> this, right. this conference is, is always just craziness. I mean, go, going back to the Kimball Walker days when he went on that four-day run to get UConn to NCAA tournament. I mean, full of drama. This tournament never disappoints. I'm looking forward to it. 
Yeah, I, it's just like you said. You could throw a dart, and it would, I mean, land right on the team that wins it. I mean, there's not a dominant team within this conference uh, like there are some with other conferences. I, oh, man. You know what? Give me Creighton. I mean, why not? They're they're not ranked. They're third in the conference and standings. I mean, uh, with 12 and 6, 20 and 9 overall in the year. I mean, uh, why not? Just uh, let's throw the dart. Uh, I mean, let's see where it lands. And so, so give me Creighton uh, just because. Because the reason. All right. You Fair mentioned enough. the Big South Conference this year. Uh, Winthrop. Uh, do you think Winthrop comes out and takes. Yeah. The conference of the Big South, I, I think so. I mean, twelve, uh, twenty-one and eight. They should and two overall. Yeah, they should. Yeah, so, yeah, they're they're I, very I they're very good down there in Rock Hill. Um, some of these teams can make a run. I, um, there there were three overtime games the other night in the first round. So I mean, the, the yeah. conference overall on. on Tournament-wise, will definitely not disappoint. So I wouldn't be surprised, and I kind of hope for it just because, you know, you know, repping South Carolina and stuff, I hope they make it back. So and they definitely got a team that could make some noise and, and potentially put a scare in somebody in the opening round. Um, I don't know. They haven't been as strong as they've been in the past, so they might not get quite as high to seed as 12 as they got last year. But who knows? They, they, I think they could put a scare in somebody. All right, Big Ten. Got five teams that are ranked up there. Wisconsin, Illinois, Purdue, Iowa and Ohio State, Tim. Uh, I love a- Purdue. I do too. I love that, Purdue. That was my pick. Um, it really was. But man, I, you know, and they had that thrilling game against Wisconsin, man. But in terms of overall the tournament, I, I just, I just got to go with them. I, 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 I love the way the Boilermakers play basketball. They, they, they impressed me in the beginning of the year when they blew out Florida State by as much as they did, and they haven't stopped since. This team has been performing well and at a high quality all year long. Um, I, I think we're in for an exciting Big Ten tournament just because those teams are all seemingly equally matched, and I think we can get some highly highly entertaining basketball. So, but uh, give me Purdue. All right. Well, let's go uh, Conference USA, Tim, because there's a lot of great teams within this Conference USA that's not really getting talked about. Uh, Middle Tennessee State is probably a good team, twenty two and eight on the year, thirteen and four. Over there on the east side, they'll probably more than likely win the east. But then you look on this west side, you got really kind of three teams that stand out. Uh, North Texas, they're 22 and four, 15 and one in conference play. That's really good. Uh, UAB, 23 and seven, 13 and four. And then you got uh, Louisiana Tech with 21 and eight on the year, 12 and five in conference play. Tim, who you got to win the conference USA? Did you say North Texas was fifteen and one in conference in play? Conference, yes, that's right. Wow. Right, I mean, I mean that's pretty hard to argue against, hey, man. Hold on, hold on. And then they got a fourteen game win streak too. So oh, and they're hot coming into the head and yeah. lost in fourteen games. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like sometimes we overcomplicate things or try to over dramatize um, who's going to win and who's going to do stuff. Just give me that they win. So give me yeah. North Texas. I mean, that was my pick. I, I saw it earlier, and I was like, man, Tim, we got to talk about this. So, I mean, yeah. great job. Uh, Missouri Valley Conference, Tim, uh, do you have a favorite in that one or no? Missouri Valley. Yeah. 
Remind no. me who's in that conference. <laughs> oh, that tells me we just need to move on. I mean, that, that right there just tells me we need to move on. All right, uh, Ohio Valley Conference. I know that's one you yes. want to talk about, Tim. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, who's your favorite for that one? Yeah, uh, definitely got yeah, yeah. to go Murray State with that one. You got to, again, love Belmont. Everything. Um, oh, God, I forgot the other team already. Yeah. Yeah, Morehead State, thank you. Golly, that, you can tell I'm ready for the weekend, man. Um <laughs> I I love I love Morehead State. They actually knocked off Belmont, and Belmont knocked off them. So they, they each split against one another. So I think it's coin toss between them to who plays Murray State in the title. Yeah. And it's gonna it's gonna be a lot. I mean, Murray State dominated just about everybody in this league. So I mean, again, it runs through them. They're going to have to be knocked off their pedestal and as much as I want to see Belmont back in back in the NCAA tournament, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Murray yeah, State I, wins. I think I gave my prediction earlier, but I would love to see Belmont and Murray State go at it. So, uh, give me Murray State. They're up there in the top 25. All right, uh, Pac-12, Arizona, USC, and UCLA kind of lead the bunch, but Oregon kind of hanging in there too, uh, and so is Colorado. Tim, do you have a prediction for that? I, I got to go UCLA. They were highly ranked at the beginning of the year. Uh, weren't quite as highly ranked as they, uh, you know, probably shouldn't have been that high. But um, they're a really good, solid team, and uh, playing playing great. There's obviously their toughest challenge is going to be Arizona, who has had a little bit of a resurgent year. So, but I, I got to go UCLA in this one. Yeah, I, you know what, Tim? I'm going to go with a team that really hadn't got a lot of credit this year, and that's going to be Arizona. I mean, look, they're 26 and three. 16 and 2 overall on the year. 15 and 0 at home. I mean, they've protected their home court, Tim. And, you know, I know that won't really play a factor later on. They're 4 and 2 in the AP Top 25 teams. So they've looked really, really good. I think they can go through. They're ranked number two right now. I really think they can go through this conference and put up a battle against every single team. But like you said, it's like March Madness. You just never know uh, how that will play out. But I'm going to go with that. All right. SEC, Tim, uh, I'm, you know what? Uh, there's a lot of great teams. I mean, there's Auburn, there's Arkansas, there's Kentucky, uh, Tennessee, Alabama, Florida, uh, and then there's Georgia uh, down there at the bottom. Uh, <laughs> I just, you know, I had to, I had to throw that in there. <laughs> I just checked the basement. I still, I, I, I just checked the basement. Still can't find it. Yeah, yeah, the one in sixteen in conference play. I just had to throw it in there I, for all my great Georgia fans. Hey, uh, imagine we they have we have they have a run similar to two thousand eight. Just imagine, yeah, that's true. imagine that's that true. quick. And then they oh, still hey. get into March Madness with a six and twenty four record. Tim, uh, you think they'd be in that playing game? <laughs> I think they would. Yeah, so, that'd be yeah. insane. Uh, so now let's come back to actually what yeah, could happen. What matters? Um, what matters? I am excited. Man. I mean, you can get Tennessee, Arkansas, as you mentioned, Auburn, Kentucky, LSU. I mean, these these teams, man, and South Carolina, who has struggles a year on, on the year, can, can kind of if they can stay in games and stuff, they could pull off an upset. You never know. Uh, unlikely, but possible. Um, I'm really looking forward to the, the, some of some of the quarterfinals as well as this, especially the semifinals. I mean, you could have some high-profile matchups there. And then you could have a final of Auburn and Kentucky. Sign me up. Sign me up. I, 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 I 100% support that. On a neutral court, you look at it, if less Auburn can wake up, man, t- Kentucky might take it to them. 
But I, I think Auburn's starting to wake up. I think they're starting to realize what they need to do, get back to the team that we thought was number one for a while there. And so I, I got to put Auburn as my favorite, man. I would love to do the same, Tim, but you got to go with the hot hand that's going into this tournament. You will never, ever hear me say this again, Tim. You probably will never, ever hear me say this again, but it's Arkansas right now. They're on a five-game win streak, 24-6 and six overall, 13-4 and four in conference play. I mean, I'm just saying, like, they got the hot hand right now going into this conference tournament, and sometimes that helps, sometimes that doesn't. I think Auburn's kind of like the clear favorite, and so is Kentucky, but don't sleep on Arkansas. I mean, I... I really think they could pull off an upset here in this conference tournament. I mean, really, I you know, you saw LSU make a run last year and make it into March Madness. You saw Alabama do the same. I mean, all these teams really within the SEC, I mean, could put up a fight. But, uh, you know, don't sleep on Arkansas. But saying that, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if they'll really win it. Uh, so let's go, let's go with the dominant team that's been there all year and let's go Auburn too. Uh, but don't sleep on Arkansas. I think they'll make it far. Tim, this is your most favorite moment of your whole entire lifetime, Tim. The SoCon Conference, Tim. Oh, Go my ahead. goodness. Go ahead. Come on, Tim. I, on. I, I am praying for a Furman-Chattanooga final. Yes. I, I really am. I really am. Uh, Furman's got uh, the winner of uh, Mercer in Western Carolina. They beat both teams by uh, – they beat Mercer by a combined 45 points. I think they beat Western Carolina by that in one game. So yeah. uh, either so they should get through that. Could be an interesting challenge. Of could face Samford next one, who they dominated at home, but Samford was out their best player, and then Samford beat them, beat Furman at, on the road or at home, I should say. So that could be a tricky one. UNC Greensboro could also await. They've shut down Furman. They play, played a Furman team that scored sixty points and a half. They've held them to under sixty for a game in both both times. So. Tricky moments could, could be up for the Paladins in, in the semifinals. Take care of business quarters. Get to the semis. If you can get through that, Chattanooga most likely will be waiting on the other side. So I think yeah. it would be fun. For some reason, I, I saw Vegas liked Furman for some reason. I'm like, Chattanooga's been the best team in the league all year long uh, in terms of conference play. So, I mean, like, you, you got to go with them. you know. And I, so I, I'm hoping I'm wrong. But unless Furman can find their stroke from three, they're going to have a tough time, and they may not be in this tournament long if they can't hit three-pointers. True, true. And I, I think there's really only four teams that really stand out, and that's Chattanooga, Furman, uh, Sanford, and Wofford. I think those are the four teams that really kind of just stand out in this conference. But like you said, you could watch out for those sleepers, too, that are down there near the bottom, uh, like UNC Greensboro, like you mentioned. Um, so, uh, I, like you said, I think it's going to be between Chattanooga and Furman. And only because I went to North Greenville University. Uh, uh, no one likes Furman. So, you know what? Let's let's go with Chattanooga. <laughs> no one likes Furman. Even though we played that, them in basketball every single year. They beat us by 50. I mean, they set the three-point record against us with Jordan Lyons a few years ago. So, I understand that. But, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, not, it's kind of a one-sided rivalry there. That's true. That's true. Uh, all right, West Coast Conference, and the only reason I'm mentioning this is because there's St. Mary's and Gonzaga, Sam. That's the only reason mm-hmm. I'm mentioning it. The only reason. Yeah, and St. Mary's Mid- recently beat Gonzaga, too. Yeah. So that's the only reason I'm mentioning this. If it wasn't for one mm-hmm. of the teams not being in the conference, it's pretty obvious. But since they both probably got to face each other in the final, who do you think takes the final win, Tim? 
Uh, St. Mary's could potentially do it. Uh, is this a year? Probably not. So I'm going to go with Gonzaga. But this St. Mary's team showed a lot in their win at, at home and, and a very friendly gym, obviously. But I I don't know what their score was at the game. You know, at Gonzaga was not the top of my head. But I I think St. Mary's has potential to make this one close and potentially win the WCC title. But I think Gonzaga's just too much. So I, I got to go with Gonzaga. Their loss at Gonzaga, 74 to 58, Tim. Uh, and yeah. you know what? I, I, I'm going to go Gonzaga. I mean, I really am. I, I don't think there's uh, there's much more to put. So, all right, Tim. Well, that's going to wrap it up. I mean, that's that's all yeah. March Madness right there. Conference tournaments are covered. And now we can Mar- fully begin. March is finally March. here, man. Yep. The madness has officially begun. But before we do, uh, if you're making your way up to Greensboro, North Carolina, don't support the Clemson Tigers. Don't wear the Clemson stuff. Go to Section 103. Yeah, <laughs> yeah get, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You can get the most comfortable um, shirts and gear to wear, and it has the lovely Georgia Tech logos on it. 10% off your first code using the code SIDELINE at checkout. That's what you need to do. And then finally, you can follow us on all of our social media platforms. If you're listening on Podcast Land, uh, I would – just not say it, but now that you're on podcast land, I got to say it. So if you're on podcast land, come on Thursdays and watch it. That way, I don't how dare you be on podcast land? So we have to say you. these how things out dare. loud. I know it takes up more time. All right, Facebook, M, TikTok, YouTube, all sideline sports show, and then Twitter at sideline SP show. And that will conclude the 27th episode of the sideline sports show. Tim, any final thoughts? Before we leave today, yeah. March is finally the best time of the year. Now, only if MLB can actually get it's their act Christmas. together. And it's Tim's Christmas. March Madness is Tim's hey, Christmas. Hey, I'd say that because all that, man, in between my birthdays on the 18th, right around when March Madness yeah. starts, there I mean, go. dude, it's like <laughs> I'm ready. There so there with, with, with some cake, watching some March Madness basketball, watching my bracket just absolutely devastate me. It's a <laughs> There's no. It's like a national holiday. That's true. I, I I can never tell you how grateful I was through college just watching the March Madness, as I'm sitting there in class watching the most epic upsets of all time, and I had to go to like broadcast journalism or something, hmm. and I'm like, what in the world? Like this don't matter. <laughs> it can yeah. wait. And I'd watch the game. <laughs> so, and then. Uh, uh, Tim, uh, watch baseball back. Yes, back. I mean, it's it's been going. Clemson, South Carolina, this weekend. Yeah, for baseball, big one. That's that's a big one in the upstate. So definitely a game to watch out for uh, if you have nothing better to do this weekend. If your team gets beat early, uh, like Clemson women's basketball, you know, now you look forward to baseball. There you go. Oh darn, we lost. Oh man, well that's gonna I'm, I'm so heartbroken over Ben. You, you can tell. <laughs> I can tell. All right, that's gonna do it for today's episode. Have a great weekend, and we will see you all back here next Thursday, right here on the Sideline Sports Show.